Section 12 of the Early Hanoverians by Edward Ellis Morris. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Pamela Nagami. Book 1, Chapter 12. Death of George I and Sir Isaac Newton. George I, long before he became King of England, married his cousin Sophia Dorothea of Tzell, who is described as a young princess of great beauty. It was a marriage of policy, made in order to join her possessions to his. The wife was not kindly treated by her husband or her husband's family, so that she was tempted to receive the attentions of a Swedish nobleman, Count Königsmark, who was staying in Hanover. One day, when he was leaving her apartment, he was attacked and killed. George was absent with the army and not privy to the attack, but he was convinced of his wife's guilt and after obtaining a divorce, caused her to be shut up in the castle of Alden, a castle in the midst of a desolate heath. The unhappy princess was never allowed to go out even for air and exercise without a guard of horse soldiers with drawn swords. She never ceased to assert her innocence, especially in a most solemn manner every time that she was about to receive the Holy Communion, and many have been found to believe her assertion but whether she was really guilty or innocent cannot be proved. For no less than thirty-two years the wretched woman lived in her desolate confinement and died only a short time before her husband. Indeed, the story runs that just before she died, she wrote a letter to the king to be delivered after her death by a trusty hand, once more declaring her innocence and citing him to appear within a year and a day before the throne of God. This letter could not safely be delivered in England, but was, so the story continues, given to the king on the next occasion that he came to Germany. Whether this summons had any effect on the king's mind or not, or whether indeed the whole story is not an invention, the king's death followed that of his wife within seven months, and took place immediately after his next return to Germany. Apparently in his usual health, King George was, according to his custom, traveling from England to his beloved Hanover. He had entered Germany and was posting in his traveling carriage when he was suddenly seized with a fit of apoplexy. The attendants proposed to stop and obtain medical assistance, but the only remark that the dying king could utter was Osnabrück, Osnabrück so with all speed the horses galloped on. The prince-bishop of Osnabrück was the king's brother, and the king seemed to be anxious to see him once more, but before the carriage reached the town of Osnabrück, King George was dead. Earlier in the same year, 1727, died Sir Isaac Newton, the most eminent Englishman of his day, the most distinguished mathematician and natural philosopher that the world has yet seen. He had attained a great age, eighty-four, for he was born near Grantham in Lincolnshire on Christmas Day, 1642. He was educated at the Grammar School of Grantham and afterwards at Trinity College, Cambridge, of which college he became a fellow. A remarkable genius for mathematics led him, at the early age of twenty-three, to make important discoveries about the movements of planets. Subsequently, and while filling the chair of Professor of Mathematics in the University of Cambridge, he discovered the prismatic colors of light, 
and established the law of gravitation, which accounts for the fall of an apple to the ground, as well as for the equilibrium of the universe. The story that this law was suggested to Newton by the fall of an apple does not rest on good authority. Pope wrote an intended epitaph on Newton. Nature and nature's laws lay hid in night. God said, let Newton be, and all was light. Sir Isaac Newton was a member of the Convention Parliament, which seated William III on the throne, and was afterwards Master of the Mint. He was made President of the Royal Society, and a couple of years later was knighted by Queen Anne. Newton's most famous works are the Treatise on Optics and the Principia, more fully, Philosophiae Naturalis Principia Mathematica, the doctrines of which were very quickly accepted by the learned. The character of Sir Isaac Newton is almost faultless. The worst charge brought against him is that at times he was querulous, and at others suspicious. His modesty, patience, benevolence, earnest patriotism, genuine simple piety, are features far more easily recognized. End of section 12.